Hey there, it's Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. Feels like it's going to be a good day when you listen to this. That's whatever we make of it, right? It's always a good way to start the day. Um, I got to be honest with you, I love that music, but this is episode number 92. And by number 100, I intend, actually, I'm probably going to go to 100 and then I'll do like 101. We'll have the some retooling going on. And this this is not going to be the opening music. I love this music, don't get me wrong, but that's not going to be it. And this might play a role somewhere else, but it is not going to be the opening music. So you might stop listening. It might be the only reason you listen, and I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And if I'm if my listenership goes down, I'm going to be like, okay, all right. I might say F you and still do it anyway, but <laughs> I might bring it back too. Um, yeah, so episode 92, man. Right here. I, and I'm so bad at knowing like the milestones. I should have done something for episode 50, 75, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I, I really only find out what episode it is after I'm done. Because when I go to upload to a certain platform, it tells you, your last episode was this. Uh, that's funny. Anyway, let's do the joke of the day today. Did you hear about the guy who invented the knock-knock joke? He just won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> that is courtesy of my friend Dennis, who sends me jokes at the weirdest times. This one came in on a Sunday. I didn't see it until after I did the podcast yesterday, but uh, that has nothing to do with Dennis. That has to do with my sloth-like weekend. Um, so thank you for that, Dennis. As always, really good jokes. Uh, guy, he probably has. He's probably the single resource for the most good jokes so far. What am I grateful for today? I'm grateful for a number of things, but I am grateful when people appreciate other people's work and they put value in it and they understand the value of other people's work. I appreciate it when I value other people's work and I appreciate it when other people value my work. I don't appreciate it when people think something is easy. I don't appreciate it when you do a favor for somebody and they don't understand the gravity or the weight of that favor. Um, this isn't occurring to me right now, but in, in reverse fashion, nothing bad happened. But yesterday I did something for somebody and they're like, please bill me. This is so valuable to us. And usually if I do really fast work for somebody 10, 15 minutes, I don't bill them for that. If they give me 10 things to do and they're all 10, 15 minutes, I'm going to bill them for that. But it, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Well, yesterday's 10 or 15 minute thing turned into about a three hour process. So I would have billed them anyway, but um, she just knows that I've done a bunch of work for them in the past that I don't charge for because it's putting the invoice together for 15 minutes of work isn't worth putting the invoice together. Um, it just isn't. I'd rather have the relationship. I'd rather have you feel good about the fact that I'm going to help out when I can. I'm part of your team. <clears throat> so that's that's the way that goes. But somebody was so appreciative yesterday and it was it felt good. Uh, and it was a tough situation, so I'm glad that um, I'm glad that they they appreciated it. I, I am grateful for our ability to communicate through technology today, text, email, phone apps, uh, phones, uh, phone apps. The um, this really hit home yesterday when I needed to communicate with my doctor, albeit too late. Um, 
running low on a prescription. I didn't know that it, like it required them to approve it again. And so it, um, I'm like, Oh crap. Uh, and for whatever reason, Walgreens is the most, they, they tell you everything all the time, but they didn't tell me that this prescription didn't go through. And so I realized last night, I'm like, ah, oh, crap. And so I went on my doctor's thing and filled out a question. And I will undoubtedly have that prescription refilled today. Um, so that's cool. I mean, we can, we can commit. The one thing that I find interesting is, is the weird thing that we don't really have as great a relationships with people despite the fact that we have these technologies. Most of the technologies are quick and they're not that personal, right? Like, I mean, we don't talk on the phone. Like if I just want to say hi to somebody, I might text them. Hey, how's it going? I should pick up the phone. Hey, how's it going? Um, but we don't do that. And my family's really bad. We don't communicate very often at all. I'm probably the most likely to communicate with people in my family. And I'm not good at it. So my family, that's the bar. Is I'm not very good at it. And everyone's below that. And uh, yet we have all these ways to do it. And we just don't. And I think part of that is that we just don't. We don't have an appreciation for the fact that we're all here right now. You know, and I'm not saying that that's like, I just don't think we know to do that. You know, like we're not conscious of it. When some of our older relatives pass away, I'm sure we're going to start being like, oh, I wish we would have talked more. Hmm. I got to be better at that, my friends. Um, Unconditional love from a pet. I am very grateful for that. And uh, we've got three pets and three dogs i have four pets if you know what i'm saying um the unconditional love of a pet though uh, every one of our dogs certainly they can be a pain in the butt and you can be like oh my god these dogs are a lot to take care of. and they're they're running all over the place they're getting in trouble all the time um in a in an adorable way though um they they always have that moment when they're like i just love you and i don't care I just want to be by you right now. And it's so endearing. One of the lowest points in my life uh, during the recession, this is just when I'm realizing, literally coming home from a day when I realized how bad everything was and it ain't getting any better. It was literally on that day and I was coming home, sucker punched, felt like I was kicked in the nuts. Every guy knows what that feels like, but you just got to, it's just awful. And I came home and I was walking up the stairs in my condo and uh, my cat was there to greet me and she's meowing. And I sat down right in the middle of the stairwell. I was halfway up. And I started petting her. And she just loved every minute of it. And she's just like so grateful to see me. And I, I know she didn't understand the weight of what was going on. But in a weird way, it kind of seems like they know you needed something in the moment. She didn't do that every day. Uh, and it was just that moment that was just great. But every one of our dogs, we have three dogs right now. And every one of our dogs has their thing with me. Um, where they seek me out specifically and it just makes you it just oh, it's just the best they don't give a shit about how stupid i am they don't care about how tough my day was or how great my day was they don't care how much money i make or don't make they just like me that's pretty cool anyway don't forget to be grateful if there's people that you're grateful for don't forget to tell me if there's a pet you're grateful for 
don't forget to tell them. This is the part of the program we call What's Eating Kale. These are things that interest, confound, or gnaw at me. And uh, today I'm in a little bit of a theoretical, philosophical mood. And I don't, this, I hope this isn't, I don't know. I hope it's interesting and not boring and, you know, it's not funny, I guess. Um, but the first thing that I'm interested in, and this is one of those confounding, interesting, gnawing things. It's, it's all of them all wrapped up into one. It's our need to be gentle in our communications or to always massage our communications so that we're not we're not getting, we're not either being too harsh or too kind, right? Like it's just always a game, right? Rather than just saying what needs to be said, it's always a game. But at work, I feel especially, we should be able to just say, and there's no emotion in it. I'm not saying anything negative about you. I'm just saying this is this, this is that, and whatever. I've always been accused of, of having terse emails. They're never terse. If I was terse in an email, first of all, it would likely not be in an email. Second of all, if I was terse in an email, I would say, I'm upset about something or this is a problem or you would know. But otherwise, I'm just saying. The amount of effort it takes to write to somebody to account for every individual person's feelings, especially at work, is just, it's not, I don't think there's a value to it. There should just be an understanding that, hey, we're at work. We got stuff to do. Let's knock it out. Let's get it done. But if somebody's saying that this should be done differently, people take that personally. There's a way to improve this. They take that personally. They don't take it as a chance to improve and get better at everything that they're doing. They take that as I'm not doing a good enough job. So you got to write, oh, you know, you've been doing a great job. This is awesome. I was just thinking, what do you, you know, like you got to kind of work it so that it's, let's work on this together collaboratively. And then it takes you two weeks to get to the same point you would have gotten to anyway. And I just don't think that that's valuable. I think that it's super inefficient. And when we either praise someone too much because we really want to knock it out of the park for them and we want to, you're doing a great job, you're doing... And, or if you're like, you know what, this is unacceptable work. We got to do better, you know, whatever the thing might be. Um, you miss the mark because you either put somebody over the top on something that you just wanted to compliment them on, or you've brought them down too much, or you've not brought them down maybe enough. Um, I just think that candor, I think candor even has its place in personal conversations because I think. When I was first dating Lisa, date number three, I think it was, maybe four. But I was like, you know what? I, I'm just going to tell you right now, I like you. And I want to be exclusive with you and see where this goes. I like you that much and I just, I'm in. And I, it, part of the reason was I don't want to go through this freaking Oh, do you think she likes me? Do you think, I mean, should I go, should I do, is she still seeing other people? Am I still seeing other people? I just want to lay it on the line. I'm not seeing anybody else. I want to see where this goes with you. And I'm sure I said it in a brilliant way, but I mean, I just wanted her to know I didn't want to play these games. 
So I think it has its its value no matter what you're doing. But man, I'll tell you the amount of time you take to just even craft an email to be careful, to not overdo it, to not underdo it, to uh, it's it works in difficult scenarios and in the easy, more fun ones. It's not a matter of being bold. It's just a matter of being truthful. And there's nothing really in this moment that is bothering me except for a struggle at work and I'm, I want to say something and I'm sitting here and say, well, I checked up on this on Friday. I literally did this yesterday. I checked up on this on Friday and it's Monday, so is it too soon to recheck up on it? I'm going to sound like I'm being, you know, I don't know, micromanaging or whatever the case might be. But really, I should know by now and you should have told me by now. And you haven't said anything, therefore I'm checking up again. And so I didn't send the email and it pisses me off today. Okay, there is something that pisses me off right there. <laughs> but I, I think it works in both directions. And I just think that that's, I don't know. I think candor is faster, candor is smarter, candor is more truthful, more accurate. You can be, you know, you can add a little, um, but you don't have to, st- I mean, Jesus, crafting an email to protect someone's feelings is a, it's a losing battle, to be honest with you. I mean, you're probably not going to get it right anyway. How many times have you written that email and you're trying to be careful and then you found out they're upset about something in there anyway? Ugh. This is learning from my mistakes where it's my chance to reflect things that I screw up and other people screw up. And hopefully learn from those things. This is a big one for me. Um, I actually thought at one point in time in my life I would like to research this enough to write a book on perception as reality. And the reason is because we, we, you know, we have these goggles on every day. We all do. And there's nothing you can really do about it, I've found. Um, in my life, I just, you know, as much as I'm conscious of it, the fact that I look at something and I see something in a certain way, but a lot of the way I see something is just based on my, you know, biases and my incorrect beliefs and my flaws and my whatever the thing might be. I, you know, and I can see something and even though I'm aware of that, I can still be in a moment when you can't tell me anything different than I believe something to be this way and you can't tell me different. I, and then later I will, hopefully I'm the, I'm pretty easy to, to own that, you know, but I'm sure there are things in my life that I'm just certain of that are wrong. And I'm aware that I rarely know anything for certain. You know, everything that I base my perceptions and opinions on, you know, is just kind of viewed through these five and a half decade old glasses, right? But really, at the end of the day, no matter how easy or impossible something, I mean, something can seem like, oh, that's a snap. In fact, yesterday is a perfect example, working with a client. And this is something that should have taken me 10, 15 minutes. And it was a freaking rabbit hole. I was wrong. Went into it thinking, oh, I've done this a million times before. This will be this way. How many times have I thought something was impossible and look at it? It got done. 
think of history and things that they never thought were possible that we're doing as matter of fact today. I know that I don't know, yet I'm still not good at managing my skewed perception. I don't know if you can. I don't know if there's a way. There probably is some sort of training on seeing things only as they are or knowing that whatever you're seeing, you you may not understand. You shouldn't form an opinion. But I think this is every human being's biggest weakness. And I think that when you're, you, you know, when somebody says, it doesn't matter, it's not really that way, they're just seeing it wrong. That doesn't matter. It is the way that you can't change that. If you do, from a marketing perspective, which is where I play most days, it's hard to change that perception. Really hard. It's expensive. Just, when I say hard, you think expensive. The amount of repetition and the amount of, I, I mean, it's an uphill battle. But I think that the more you or I think we know how something is, if we, if we think we get it, I think we're more, I think that's, that's how flawed we are. Like the more, we believe something, the more flawed we are. And I, I just, I don't know how to get out of it myself. As aware as I believe I am, I know I'm not good at this. And I'm really, really, I think compared to most, very cognizant of the fact that I know that I'm not right. And that I don't know. And yet I form an opinion. I head down a path because I believe. I, you know, say stuff because, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I think I just need to learn to be quiet. You know, around friends, it's kind of fun to just talk banter about like ideas and, you know, almost be funny about how ridiculous things are. Uh, But, you know, the more out there you are when you're talking to more and more people. I think I just need to be more quiet. And that's, uh, maybe that's my learning for today. I just shut my mouth. That's Zed and Kale today. Later on this week, Ben and I are going to discuss movies that people would be very surprised to know that we love. Until then, make it a good one.